ready or not? Yes. I cannot. Welcome back to the Pink Door. I'm Lonnie. <laughs> and I'm Margie. Of course. We always start with some bullshit. It's never just a... a well, we need a fucking intro song, okay? We do need an intro song. I, I swear, every time we start, something's going on. Yeah. And it's Sorry. always you. Sorry. <laughs> never be fucking professional around here. God damn it. Oh my god. The talent. It's always the talent. <laughs> Fucking it up. God. Okay, so today... Go ahead. You want to intro it? No, no, you intro it. You this want me to you. tell? You're taking the lead today. Why am I taking the lead? Because this is your shit. Oh god. <laughs> it's because Margie doesn't like to be vulnerable, so she wants me to do it today. Stop. <laughs> she wants me to give all my skeletons. Yeah. So today, um, we are going to be talking about mom life and trauma and how that all ties into your parenting and um I guess not even just parenting just the way you move in life the way you think yeah and trauma doesn't have to be like something crazy crazy that happens to you it could literally be like as a child if a dog once bit you you're now forever afraid of dogs. Like it could be something so small like that, or yeah. it could be something really big. Um, and then also like you don't even have to be traumatized by it. Just how you grew up, how it affects how you are as a, as a parent. Yeah. Now. Because when it comes to trauma, I think that Margie and I are both on different like aspects, aspects. Did I say that right? <laughs> of like the trauma spectrum where I don't know, I guess you've never told me if, if your trauma is as deep as mine. I mean, I've never like, I've never like been abused or anything um, like sexually, but my dad did like hit us. Yeah. And so it the was, trauma like, is just as bad, yeah. but different. Yeah. yeah. So trauma can be anything and it can still, you as a, you as the person can, it can still feel just as bad as somebody who's had, I don't know, something deeper happened to them. Yeah, yeah. Or even not as deep. Yeah, it's just the way you perceive it. Be the fucking dog once again. And you will think that it's just as bad. Yeah. Because it's you're traumatized by it. Yeah. Yeah. Um so mom life. How do you feel like your trauma affects the way you parent today? You're asking me that question? So yeah. I thought you're taking the lead, bitch. Can you move the mic so we yeah. can hear you right? Thank you. I thought you were taking the lead. I am taking the lead, but I don't want to jump jump the bones on it. Let's give them something. To, okay. <laughs> no, you answer this question first and I'll, we'll follow after Oh, that. my God. <laughs> oh, you want me to answer that same question? Yes. Um, How does my trauma affect the way I parent? I would say... That I often don't view myself as a good mom. I I feel sometimes when I discipline my children that I'm being too hard based off of the way I viewed my own parents. So my parents would hit me. I rarely hit my kids. Maybe when they were smaller and they didn't understand me and me as a mom, I didn't understand that. They didn't understand. They you. don't know how to communicate. Yeah. Um. That's when I was rough and I and the spanking happened. Now, obviously, I've had three kids and, and it's a little different. I understand my kids more as I had one, you know, to the next one. 
But I start to feel bad occasionally, especially for my two oldest ones who had it harder than Bobby. Because with Bobby, I understand him. And I just, I parent much differently. So I start to compare myself to, especially, I think, my dad more than my mom. Where, like, my dad was a fucking asshole. Like, he was just so mean. Yeah. And I'll never forget, like, when I started kindergarten, my first day, the night before my first day of kindergarten, I was just so excited to go to school because my dad was just a fucking asshole. Like, I didn't yeah. like to be home. Yeah. And, um, so now when I'm rough with my kids, I'm like, I hope that they don't dislike being home or I still think back like was I just as mean as my dad or when I make my son try something new like especially my brother like I'll never forget my dad was being nice one day (laughs) me this wasn't this was rare right he was being nice and we were going I don't know where Carl's Jr. Burger King I'm not sure And he would always make us eat onions. And, like, we didn't like onions. And my brother said, hey, dad, can I get no onions this time? Because my dad was being nice. Like, he was in a good mood. Yeah. And then it switched. And my dad said, extra onions. What? (laughs) What? I swear to God. Oh, my God. He would make us eat onions in our eggs. Like, full on gagging, bro. Like, we don't like onions. And I don't know what it was. Like, I still think back, like, did you enjoy watching us, like, suffer? So, like, I'll say this about an experience with food like that, with my dad, for example, <clears throat> that, like, had to do with his his um, childhood, right? They were poor, like, really poor. So, whatever food was put on the table, like, that's what you fucking ate. That's what you And, eating. like, period. I don't care if you like it or not. Yeah. And so, like, one time we were all sick, right? Me and all four of my brothers were all fucking hella sick. I mean, bad. Uh, probably the fucking Rona back in the day. <laughs> and um, he went out and bought these fucking Campbell fucking cans of soup. And the one that he made was just... St- Straight tomato soup. Straight tomato. Just and I love tomato nothing soup. Nothing but fucking tomato. Yeah. And, I mean, this isn't, like, some fucking, I don't know, Italian, like, nice-ass tomato soup. Yeah. Like, this is yeah. Campbell fucking tomato soup. Yeah. He literally was like, we were gagging. Like, we don't want to eat this. It's disgusting. All of us. Right? And he's like, you guys are exaggerating. You need to fucking eat it. Da, 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 you know, yeah. like forcing us and then when he went to try it because he never fucking tried it he never fucking tried it the whole time after he took one spoonful he was like you guys don't have to eat this and i was just like what the fuck it took all of that like but yeah, yeah i feel like it has to do with like how they were just i don't know like my dad for example was just poor so yeah but see that's the thing is like my my dad fed us based off of the things that he liked oh, I see. so because you like um eggs with onions and also he would put mayo in our eggs because he was he loved mayo and he would put mayo on everything for us and it's like bro you feed us based off of the way that you eat yeah i don't and so when i parent my kids now i always have those things in the back of my head where like 
um, there was at one point that I used to do that to Zion because I was thinking he was being dramatic until I realized he has a te- like a texture problem. Yeah. Where he doesn't like certain textures. Yeah. And even now I still catch myself like I was trying to give him medicine because he has ringworm on his scalp. And so I'm giving him the medicine that he's prescribed. And obviously I know it doesn't taste great, but it doesn't taste like shit because I did taste it just to make sure like is he being dramatic. Yeah. And it tastes I mean, who's going to want to drink it? But it tastes not bad. And he's like gagging, like spitting it out. And I'm getting frustrated because I'm like, you're spitting out the medicine and we only have so much. So you need to fucking drink it. You don't have a you don't have a choice. Like either you drink it or you deal with the ringworm. Yeah. And he was like, I just drink it better when dad does it for me. And I was like, fine. Fine. Okay. I'm not as nice. Okay. Yeah. And I let Steve take the wheel. <laughs> like, yeah. he drank it. He was fine. Yeah. But, like, the pep talk that my son had to give himself was like, okay, give me a second. He's, like, breathing. Like, <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Did, um, how does, how does Steve do it? He literally, so I didn't know Steve used, because Steve gave it to him for the very first time. I was doing it for the second time. So Steve put it in the little medicine cup. But I I thought he just did the syringe that it came with. So that's what I use. I just shot it in his mouth and you just spit it back out. <laughs> oh, my God. Versus allowing him to do it himself. And yeah. like when he was ready and yeah. it not like shooting in his mouth. Yeah. So Steve gave him the cup and he was like, oh, OK. And Steve's like, you just take it back like a shot. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> and so even when my mom came over, he's like, hey, Nana, you want to watch me take a shot? Because <laughs> he had to take his medicine. <laughs> Oh, my God. And my mom takes shots when she comes over. Yeah, so, <laughs> so he thinks like, that's cool. Yeah, so he's like, hey, Nana, want to watch me take a shot? <laughs> but that's how he takes it is in the little cup now, and he just, like, shoots it back and then drinks water. Like a grown-ass man. Yeah. yeah. But, no, that's – I think that's my parenting thing. And then, yeah, being rough on them, like, how I yell at them and stuff. I've mentioned this before. Like, sometimes when I feel like I'm too tough, I apologize. Yeah. And I tell them I'm too tough. Um, and I battle with that a lot because I try really hard to not be a tough mom. Like, I want to be the nice mom. But then then there's those times where they fucking walk all over me yeah. because I'm being the nice mom and, yeah. like, the understanding mom. Yeah. Um, and also, like, I never got apologies as a kid when my parents were too rough. They kind of just pretended like they weren't being mean in that moment. They kind of just pretended like they weren't overstepping and like actually being an asshole parent. Like even when it comes to my mom, like my dad wasn't the only mean one. I I still remember things when it comes to my mom. I think because my dad is the absent one, I choose to be careful with the way I feel or with where I feel my trauma came from because it still stems from my mom. Yeah. It, my dad's not the only one. I think I'm just more honest with my, the trauma that came from my dad because he's not here to, you know, he doesn't defend himself. Yeah. And when it comes to my mom, I have explained or said certain things and she turns it around and says, well, it's because, or, but Lonnie. Yeah. And tries to stray away from it and make it seem like I'm just being dramatic. Yeah. 
that's that those are the things that I don't want to do with my kids and how I don't want to parent them. But if I say I'm changing so I don't have to parent my kids this way, then I'm wrong. And it's like she makes it seem like I don't like I don't have a reason to be. I like I say, for instance, when her and I got into a huge disagreement and I was like explaining to her, oh, yeah, I was telling my godmother, I understand because when me and my mom, she was like, but Lonnie. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And I was like, mm, you can't tell me how you make me feel. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. That's those are the things I don't want to do to my kids. Like shut them down when they tell you how they feel. Yeah. I feel like um, parents have a hard time validating children's feelings in general because we just think we're always right. Yeah. I think part of that, like, is just, like, learning how to balance that and learning how to be humble enough to say, like, sometimes that you do fuck up, you know? Um, Like, that's something that probably my dad uh, doesn't really do. He doesn't really apologize when he's when he does wrong or when he fucks up as a parent. Um, and my mom was always just too busy. You know, I just always remember her always being too busy. Like, uh, I just remember like my dad would, uh, sleep on the couch watching TV. And my mom was always locked in her room, like listening to music or like unwinding from work or, you know, like everybody was in their own fucking world. Um, I think, Sometimes I'm really hard on my kids like I treat them and I talk to them like they're adults and I think that that also comes from like uh, my childhood because I was the first firstborn, you know and, and the way that they talked to me and treated me they made me grow up really fast because I was the one that was going to help them take care of like everybody else so when I see all these I hate to say it hate to say it all these little simp ass kids that can't stay home at the age of 12 yeah. i'm like I'm so, I'm so sorry but y'all are some pussies because and i do get that right like i i not get... saying not saying that you should parentify your children yes but like if your 12 year old is not self-sufficient to be mm-hmm. home alone mm-hmm. what the fuck are you doing i mean my seven-year-old is serving himself chips and juice and shit Period. My three-year-old you know will what go I'm over saying? there and, like, grab cookies for her and her brother. If Bobby wants some chips and Zion is getting himself some chips, can you please give your brother some chips? Yeah. I shouldn't have to step in and do it. Because when you're, you know, 10, 11, 12, you're going to have to be here by yourself while being yeah. dad go on yeah. a fucking lunch date or something. I mean, my, my three-year-old is self-sufficient enough that if I say, go change your clothes, she can literally... She knows where her clothes are. She can literally take all of her clothes off, change, grab something, and fully dress herself. She's fucking three. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, not saying, like, again, that you should make them grow up faster, but those are some of the things that I have to, like, work on, um, especially, like, cleanliness-wise. That shit throws me off. And so, like, I get so frustrated, right? Because my parents would come home every day, and that was the one fucking complaint I always got. That the house wasn't clean. I remember my parents would take me and have like side conversations with me. I don't know if either one ever knew. But I remember like one instance my dad's telling me like your mom is thinking about leaving 
um, me for somebody else because she just is tired of coming home and the house is dirty. You guys have to help me. And I was like, what? How old were you? <laughs> I was probably like, I don't know. I was in middle school. I was probably like 13 years old, 14 years old. I was like, no. Okay, so now it's my res- responsibility to have your fucking house clean, you know, so your fucking marriage is better for you guys. Like, yeah, just a lot of things that um, I shouldn't have had to carry. And so, like, that's one thing for sure, like, that I want to make sure I don't I never make like Ezzy carry right. My oldest, like the separation part of it. Thank God they're so little. And thank God that we're fucking petty with each other but we've with the with the kids like we make sure they they live a pretty good fucking life like yeah um so thank god that they don't don't they won't have to feel that pressure like the pressure of a relationship being on them like fuck that yeah that um and then learning how to just like yeah be like i'm humble enough to know i'm fuck up yeah and i think my dad never did that and thank God that in this day and age, like therapy and stuff like that. And thank God I'm so open to it mm-hmm. so that I know like what I could actually do to my child if I don't check myself. Yeah. A lot of parents don't think about it. I wouldn't say a lot of parents. I would not say a lot of parents don't think about it. I think a lot of parents that parented like our generation. They just didn't know. Yeah. They really honestly didn't know. And it was like kind of like shamed. Yeah. Like, it was like, it just, it wasn't a thing. Now and they call us pussies, but <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. just boundaries. Now when you, um, like, label yourself having anxiety, when you label yourself having depression and things like that, it's like, ju- you just need to get over it. Yeah. Um, and. Yeah, ew. <laughs> yeah ew <laughs> um that's a that's a um a side joke by the way it's we're not actually saying that that's a side joke that ties into my trauma <laughs> <laughs> and uh part of the reason why we thought of this episode today or why i would i wouldn't even say we thought of doing this episode today i would say that we totally thought of doing this episode and coming into it differently yeah and then i feel like um things that happened a few this things. week yeah even for me like, yeah with both of us yeah. things that happened this week we were like okay we gotta we gotta turn this a little bit and figure out how we can tie that into what we're gonna talk about i didn't fart it was my <laughs> her shoe <laughs> <was> my chair <laughs> like i did a fart I'm she was sorry. lifting her shoe onto her chair um, um so yeah yeah we gotta tie it in sorry excuse me <laughs> Not. okay i'm done <laughs> just dramatic yeah know how it ties in yeah. so um where where was i oh yesterday i was at marley's um surgery for her eye and margie had texted me like oh i thought about going to church like not even on some funny shit if you know you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and she was just saying like she was just open to it and open to going and she didn't respond to the video that I sent to her. I didn't get a chance to see it. You didn't see it? I didn't get a chance to see it. I don't remember why, but I didn't get a chance to see it. Okay. I'm I'm going to play the audio for you. I'm going to play the audio, Are I guess. Are we getting sued for that? No. no. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know what? I dare my pastor to, 
to sue oh, it's your me pastor. for that. Okay. Yes. Okay. Let's play this audio for her because she didn't listen to it. And then she ended up texting me about her dad, which I thought was I literally thought she texted me because she saw the video. No. Okay. All right. Hold on. And that's so good. Trauma, drama, your daddy and your mama. Uh, Everyone in this room and everyone online probably needs to forgive one of those four people. Who do we need to forgive? Who do we need to let go? And you didn't watch it. Yeah, I didn't watch it. But you text me about your dad right after. Yeah, yeah. I just think that for me, an apology is not something you say it's just the it's the way you go about yourself Mm -hmm. and so that's what I say when I mean like if your behaviors are not changing in the way that you treat me I don't want to fuck with you Mm -hmm. until you apologize by changing that behavior yeah because it's true like I mean you you saying you fucked up I mean to some extent that person acknowledging like what what they did or what they're doing uh, would be nice, but it's true. They probably don't even know where to begin. Yeah. They weren't, they were never really, I mean, no one's ever taught that. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I've never even been taught that. I'm learning to do that now because I've been working on my, you know, my mental and emotional health. Other than that, like if I wasn't literally exercising that every week, I probably wouldn't. I just wouldn't thought it was how to do that. funny how, you told me you were going to go and that was what he preached on yeah um he preached on a specific verse and like, i literally was chapter. gonna text him and be like i'm gonna go yeah i didn't the even bible, know that you were yeah he, he preached on it where he basically said um like abraham basically told lot like i i forgive you if you go left i'll go right and if i go right you'll go left and like i'll be okay without you like i i forgive you and like let us not have any bad blood between us yeah um and he basically said you don't you don't have to like be okay with them but just forgiving them for you and then being okay with going separate ways and like not being bothered that's what he preached on like yeah. not being bothered by something for yourself, not for them. Yeah. And so when I saw that, I was like, Margie was going to go. <laughs> I was. I think the, the hard part for me that I was like talking to my brother yesterday about is like, I, 
I think the hardest part about that, right? Like even in a, in uh like when you have kids with somebody, um, just a relationship that you are, you, it's a, it has longevity, right? You're going to be around them for a long time. Like, I think that it makes it harder to be able to separate that um, just because uh, like the way that I explained it to Fernie is like I think it's like part of that inner child coming out and like still sitting at home waiting for some acknowledgement or love mm-hmm. and when my parents come home now for example I'm very grateful that they love my kids but that's the first and only thing that they come over for it's never just to check on me or see how I'm doing and uh you know sometimes even I get the question of like for example around Christmas time right when are you going to have the kids? Why does that matter? We should have a celebration when I have them and when I don't have them because mm-hmm. we're a family, you know? Yeah. Um, so just I think part of that is what makes it a little bit harder to, to do that, that left and right thing because you just, when it comes to your parents, right, parent-child kind of relationship, you just expect them, right? Like it's just in nature you just expect them to – to to understand how to love you the way that you need to be loved even and, though even though it's not fair to ex- to expect that from them yeah and i think also um culturally there's a difference right between the way you were raised and the way i was raised where i was raised more americanized yeah. and you were raised more mexican american yeah and so in when it comes to me like even when it comes to like my mom and my grandparents like my mom, she was very like when she stepped away from my grandparents, she stepped away from them, and that was that. Yeah. And I and I developed the same thing, um, from obviously like learning that behavior. When you're mad at your parents, you just walk away from them. Yeah. Um, and then as the parent, as her parents did that to her, where they were like, "Fine." Yeah. Fine. And with me, like with my family, and I get this from my grandparents all the time. They're just like. We well, just have to suck it up because they're your parents. You have exactly. to respect them, and they're always you around. Honor your parents, yeah, and but, and they're literally. It doesn't even. It, it, it yeah. It doesn't matter if you're fucking with my mental health yeah. or emotional health. You just show up, and I have to, and I'm forced. Yeah, not forced to, but like I'm, I'm um conditioned to suck it the fuck up because yeah. that's what my my um, and for you culture does. It's harder to um get over that part of the trauma or like even deal with it and then say okay i'm good now yeah i forgive you yeah let let's figure it out kind of a thing because you're constantly around each other yeah and then they don't want to talk about it it's like having a partner who you're having an issue with but they don't want to talk about it yeah they just want to pretend like nothing's wrong yeah eventually that relationship ends it's done versus having a partner who wants to talk about it and then you figure those things out um, or like, you know, separating, you know, let each other cool off in a separate room kind of a thing. And then you come back and you have that conversation. Yeah. Um, I was not good at that with my husband. I was very much bigger, big. I mean, it, from time to time, I, I am like that, you know, 
But like then there's those times where I even told him, I just don't want to talk right now. Yeah. Just give me some space. Mm-hmm. And he's like, OK, fine. And he'll walk away. Yeah. Um, And so when it comes to my parents, when I've had disagreements with my mom, I just won't talk to her. Yeah. And um, I a lot of times will wait for her to say something because I'm very headstrong, but I've been trying to fix that part of me where I'm not like that. Like, even when it comes to my godmother, like I haven't spoken to her in a really long time. I mean, I don't even know how long it's been a few months. I think maybe October. Dad, we're going to be we're going to be. Um, what is it called when what? your parents divorce you? Uh, emancipated yeah, by all of our family members after this episode. I mean, no, but like sometimes I feel like they need to hear it. And yeah. honestly, I don't even know if my parents listen to this. My dad for sure doesn't. I don't even think my he fa- won't give a fuck. And my I don't mom, think anyone, maybe in my, my family. mom. I doubt my mom does. I, I don't think. Does. I literally think a handful of my friends listen. Yeah. I mean, if you don't listen, you're missing out. <laughs> Fuck you guys. I'm just kidding. But um, yeah, so I, I'm very, I easily disconnect from my parents. Um, and I think that that's from me watching it. Yeah. And noticing that the bickering back and forth part where I am um, like persistent when it comes to like arguing, that stems from my dad, my biological dad, because they all lived in a house together. Yeah. So when they would get mad at each other, it was just bigger, 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 bigger. And like intense where like they would say some mean shit to each other. And that's yeah. where I got it from. Yeah. But walking away and not talking to somebody that stems from my mom. Yeah. Um. And now that I'm an adult and my godmother has tried that with me, the whole bickering thing, I'm not fucking into it. Yeah. So I walked away. But oddly enough, after watching what I sent to you, um, I sent her something. And I, I sent it to oh, I'm sending it to her house. It's supposed to be there like next week or something. And I'm going to text her. But I got to give myself time to figure out. She's like my parent. Yeah. I view her as like a parent. So mm-hmm. it's it's a little hard for me where I have to figure out how I'm going to say like, Hey, you're getting a gift in the mail. Yeah. Anyways, love you. I see you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's difficult having to deal with trauma from parents. And I don't know why it's easier to forgive my biological dad than it is my mom when she was around more. I don't know why it's easier for me to like where I still beat up the fact that my mom still gave me trauma um, versus like my dad who gave me the most. Yeah. And I've told you where I've I've said I'm like, I don't need an apology for him. I just I just want him to know that I love him and like I just want him to get better. And I and I think if I just tell him I love him, he'll understand that I forgive him. Um. But when it comes to my mom, I've wanted an apology for so long. And when I was driving here, I was like praying on it. Like I was hoping that this episode specifically reached the correct people who needed to hear it. And I was praying that I hope they get um, exactly the words that they need to hear as far as like forgiveness and like when it comes to that type of trauma. Yeah. 
Um, my trauma obviously stems pretty deeply and I'm not going to go into like detail of what it stems from, but as like a child, um, who was sexually abused by her biological father, I, I never, I've never wanted an apology from him. Yeah. I've never wanted that. I've literally said it multiple times. Like, I just love him. Like, I don't want an apology. And people have even asked me, like, how are you not mad? I'm like, I don't know. I've just, like, forgiven it. Yeah. I've just, like, forgiven that part. And I think it's easier for me to forgive it because I don't remember. I don't. I only remember one part, but my eyes were closed. Yeah. So I don't. Because I don't remember, I think that's why it's easy for me to forgive that. But stemming from when it comes to my mom, I remember she left me with him for that time. Yeah. So I remember you like you left me there. And maybe if you were still here, that wouldn't have happened. Yeah. That's what I remember. I remember you said these mean things to me or even like my stepdad, like you said these mean things. I remember those things. Yes, I still beat my my biological dad up for the things that the trauma that he caused me that I do remember, but the like deep, deep trauma, I don't know why I've always wanted the apology more from my mom than I did my dad when he was the one who inflicted the pain. Maybe just, maybe not the apology, maybe just validating the acknowledgement, what you went through and your feelings. And like being able to say like, I'm really sorry I made you feel like that without it being like, but, you know, just saying that. Yeah. And I didn't tell my mom about that part of my life until I was, I think, like 25, probably. No, 24, maybe when I moved here. Um, And it was because we were both sharing like very like deep things. Um, in one morning and so I ended up telling her but when I told her she didn't really say anything she kind of just stayed quiet I mean as a mom I don't know how I would have reacted you know 20 years later hearing it right yeah especially from from he's not he's not even around um and she didn't really say anything but obviously she shared things about her life to me that were very traumatic and um then I was telling Margie the other day or yeah no yesterday actually um I was this is why we asked about Casey Anthony on on the podcast um Instagram because I was telling her how we watched the documentary and how we probably have the uh what's the word I'm looking for (laughs) like not unpopular opinion when it comes to that Um, but I was saying, I think I understand Casey on a different level because I, I am a, I wouldn't even call myself a victim, like a survivor, right. Of sexual abuse, sexual abuse from a biological parent. Yeah. Um, and, um, when I said that my mom said, yeah, ew. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Ew. Like any other family member would have been and, a better option. And like, I mean, without really, um, without really like thinking about that, I didn't think about it until after she left. I was like, wow, she really said that. <laughs> <laughs> I just kept talking like yeah. she didn't say it. Right. Um, and then I thought about it and I was like, wow, she really said, yeah, ew. <laughs> 
like if I don't already feel shame. Yeah, right. Like, thanks. Because if I didn't feel shameful about it, <clears throat> something would have been done years ago. Right. Or, um, you know, like you would have told anyone, literally anyone. And I battled with myself before I shout before I got in the shower today, like before coming here. Um, I was like, maybe I shouldn't say it because what if I have family members who hear it? You know, like, I don't want anybody to give me pity. Understand that, like, I have forgiven this part of my life. Yeah. And I no longer feel shame because of it. Um, and like I said, I also don't remember. Yeah. Um, I only remember one instance. And I'm glad that my brain did its that blocked job. blocked it out. It yeah. did its job. And um, I'm glad that my own brain told me, Keep your eyes closed. Pretend like you're sleeping. Don't say anything. Don't move. Just just lay there. Be still. For me, that was God telling me, be still. Like, you're good. And I forgive that part of myself. Like, I forgive that part of my life. Because um, I'm not a victim to what happened to me. My only job now is to protect my own daughter. And I've always wondered, like, how, like, I've always wanted my dad to meet my kids. But oddly enough, which I've even said, I've looked for my dad before. Yeah. I have. And I know how to find him. I've just never gone. If anybody doesn't know, my dad's homeless and he's a drug addict. And um, I do know where to find him. My sister has told me. I've just never gone. But I think the reason why I've never found him or why I've never, um, like, acted on it is because God has blocked that part where he's like, that's not your dad. Like, you don't know that person. Yeah. Your dad's not there anymore. He's gone. And um, also to protect my own daughter. Because the last time I saw my dad, I was five months pregnant. Yeah. That was the last time I saw him. And I was five months pregnant with my daughter. And for me, that validates a lot where I'm kind of glad because... If it were my own daughter. Um, And also, I don't know when my abuse started as a kid. I only know facts on myself. And like, you know, I've I've kind of figured it out. And I've tried to remember. Like, I've tried to see if maybe I remember other things. But I don't remember them. and And I truly don't want to remember. Because what if it was worse than the last time I remember? Yeah. Um... But if it were to happen to my own daughter, I, yeah, I mean, I'd be in no. jail. Yeah. And I would leave her alone. Yeah. And I don't want that for her. And so I'm kind of glad that, like, all I can offer my kids is memories that I have as far as, like, I miss your grandpa. He was funny. And, like, he, re- I know he loved me. I know he did. I just don't know what happened. I don't know where that came from. And I don't think that's something that I need to figure out. I think that my dad needs to figure that out with God because I, I've figured it out with God myself. Um, so when I was telling my mom about the documentary and telling her, I, I, I understand her and how back then they were saying like, um, you know, like if that really happened to Casey, like why didn't she ever say anything? Well, shit, some people also don't remember. Yeah. 
some people really don't remember sexual abuse. It's, and like from a parent, I understand um, ab- abuse in a way of like being quiet yeah. from a parent. <clears throat> yeah. And like not going and telling on them. I mean, my mom had asked me as a kid. She asked me multiple times. And I never said anything. But I didn't remember. Yeah. I just know why I acted the way that I acted as a kid. Now that I think I'm also as a kid, you just want to protect your parents and like not snitch on them. Yeah. You know, and I um, was telling Margie, I had to like I wanted to Google facts, obviously, because I didn't want to just leave you guys with with random thoughts that I have, like on my opinion. Do we're not saying that the way Casey Anthony dealt with her daughters was okay no it It wasn't wasn't. justified yeah we do agree that she is guilty and when i put up the poll and put to an extent obviously we know that in the court of law there is no you're guilty to an extent you're either guilty or you're not or you're not yeah do we think she was guilty of murdering her child no 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 but if you're asking, is she guilty? Is she an idiot? Yes. Is she guilty of being an idiot? Yes. She is. Yes. Because why didn't you say something? She literally said, my dad handed me her lifeless body. And that her dad was, her dad took her back and said, I, I don't know, go, I don't know what she said, go do something or I don't know what. And she walked away. That was a part I even watched it over to like try and figure it out. That was the part was like, I don't get it. Like, why did you just walk away? And then said she stayed at her boyfriend. Part of her wanted to not believe that maybe he was doing what he had done to her to Kaylee. Yeah. She didn't want to like face the fact that her daughter was being raped. Yeah. Do I do I think that the dad was doing it to the daughter? Yeah. Yeah, to Kaylee. As, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, her her friend herself went on there and said, uh, like she kind of like laughed about it. Like, do I think Casey killed her daughter? Ka- Ka- killed Kaylee? No. Yeah. Um, and when you deal with abuse like that, you do become a pathological liar. Yeah. Like I remember being a liar, a liar as a kid. Yeah. Like lying for no fucking reason. No fucking reason. Like, just random shit that I would lie about that I'm like, I would eventually think about it like, why did I lie about that? Yeah. <laughs> random yeah. things about my life. And um, you do become a pathological liar. I don't know what it is. And I think you get older and you kind of figure that part out about yourself. I think it's true. I have a cousin that's a pathological liar, and I'm sure she's gone through some shit like that. Yeah. And like literally will lie about random shit. Everything. Everything. I'm eating cereal. Shit I don't even care yeah. about. Shit I, I don't even care about. It's like I'm eating cereal right now. You're like on the phone like I'm eating cereal. And in reality you're eating cookies. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Yeah. So um, and I I guess I never realized that like it's so crazy how most women have been sexually abused more than you can think of we've had we've probably had so many in this room yeah and um obviously not a lot have been sexually abused by 
their parents, but most that have been sexually abused by their own parents are the ones who don't say anything. Yeah. Um, and even when you haven't been sexually abused by a parent, you sometimes don't say anything, but a lot of times it's when it's from the parent, right? Yeah. So as far as sexual assault, a study showed out of 150 survivors, 42% identified as biological step or foster parent. 42% is pretty high. That's crazy, yeah. Children abused by a parent are least likely to tell. 58%, 58% was a biological father. That's insane. 41 was a child's stepfather. And mothers were involved as co-offenders 28% of the time. Sick. My, I mean, you're over 20%. Sick. And then um, this lecturer at the University of Washington said, when you don't understand an event totally, because this ties into like, why did Casey not say anything? When you don't understand an event totally, you remember it less and recall it less. She remembers though. Yeah. Right? She remembers. And I think if I were to have remembered, maybe I would have felt more open to tell somebody. Um, And then it says, it's not that you can't recall it. It's just that you don't. This explains how people might forget sexual abuse in some cases. Yeah. And that's how I am. I didn't understand it. I didn't understand it. I didn't even know what was happening. Yeah. Um, But my actions as a child made... I mean, now that I'm older, made me understand why I was that way. Um, I don't, as a child, I was very, I mean, we've watched a podcast where she was like, oh, at seven years old, I was like initiating, what was she saying? Like having yeah, sex? Yeah, having sex with some, with girls. With girls. She was the one who initiated it. Yeah. But, oh, I've, I was never molested as a kid. Yeah. No way. Come on. No way. No way. That's not how that works. At seven years old, you're not thinking about that. No, my, I, my seven-year-old. No. No. Yeah. You, how do you know that that feels good at seven? Yeah. You don't. You yeah. don't even know what it is. You shouldn't know what it is. No. Yeah. You may have heard the word, yeah. but you don't know what it is. Yeah. I mean, masturbation at that. Because that's where that stems from. How would you know that it feels good with other... Oh, shoot. I said myself. <laughs> with other girls... If you've never done it to yourself. Yeah. And so me being sexual as a young child, I never really understood, like, how did I know to keep that part quiet? Like, how did I know to hide that about myself? Yeah. Well, because I was groomed to, um, to know that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then this other fact says early traumatic events that are so painful that some people push memories of the experiences into inaccessible corners of the unconscious there they remain remain hidden for years or decades yeah there are parts in my brain (laughs) that you won't uncover i probably will never know yeah never and thank god that he created me in that way truly because i would probably be a little bit more fucked up than i am today yeah (laughs) <laughs> probably worse it, it, than remembering everything yeah so um i don't think she was justified she i think her lawyers her lawyers tried to use that is that it was justified right 
But my question is, how come her dad was never looked at? I don't understand why no one has been charged for her body being, like... Dumped. Dumped. Yeah. Because someone did it. Yeah, somebody did it. That's my problem. And, like, to some point, like, she should be charged for knowing that the body was dead and evidently disposed of. Like... Yeah. So, like, you should be charged for something, right? Maybe she... Maybe the time served can... Yeah. for that but like you have to be charged yeah because she was only charged on she Lying. was only guilty of four misdemeanor counts of providing false information goodbye um and the medical examiner ruled it as a homicide but the cause is undetermined so no one really knows how she died yeah so even though the dad handed her a wet lifeless body they still don't know what happened yeah and um her defense team says that she drowned and the grandfather disposed of her body, but she says she doesn't know what happened, but she does know what happened on her father's watch. I don't get it. On her father's watch? Yeah, like she says, my dad knows what happened, but oh. I don't. Because she, she says all I remember is I went to sleep with her and I got woken up being shaken by him saying, where's Kaylee? Which, let's be honest, her dad was a fucking detective. Yeah. He was a retired detective. He knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah, yeah. He knew he, what he was doing. He yeah. knows how to hide things. Yeah. And that's the fucking shit part. Um, fucking sad. But there's, there's, I just, there's just no explaining why they wouldn't charge somebody, why no one's looking into that. Mm-hmm. Like, who are we charging for that? Who are we making? Somebody has to be responsible. It was just left alone after her. Yeah. Somebody has to be made responsible. Like, at the end of the day, I get it. Her having some kind of responsibility as far as, like, as a mother, why did you not say, hey, world, one of my people are missing. Like, I'm responsible for this person and they're missing. That part, she should have been charged Just for. Just like no motherly instinct kicked in and yeah. said, where are you going with her? Yeah. We need to call an ambulance. Yeah. I just don't even understand why you wouldn't even try to resuscitate her regardless. I don't give a fuck if she's we just, been dead for three hours. Yeah, we just held I'm her I'm going to sit cried. there and blow fucking air in her mouth, bitch, until the ambulance shows That's up. What, the motherly instinct did not yeah. kick in, and I don't understand that. Again, maybe the abuse that she went through with her dad was, like, so fucking, de- you know, detrimental that she just, like, will freeze and do whatever daddy says. But, like... yeah. And I, I didn't know. and I didn't live with my dad for very long. So I don't know like the ongoing years of sexual abuse and like what it can do to you. Yeah. Um I don't even know if it continued. And remembering it. Yeah, I don't even know if it continued after the one time the one time that I know about. Yeah. Um and honestly, I can't even say, you know, that sexual abuse wasn't that bad, but like if I really, really think about it, um, it wasn't in my eyes. It could have been worse yeah. than what than what I remember, than what I know. Um, and so I don't know what sexual abuse does to you. Like as the years go on, it, it could make things fucking worse. But I didn't live with my dad for very long. I only lived with him till I was seven. 
Yeah. And then I went to live with my mom. So understand that I was very, very, very young, I'm sure, when it started. But, I mean, I don't know. Even her parents are fucking weird, though. Yeah, they are. Her parents are very weird. The way her mom would talk to her dad in interviews and say, like, like they were like, why, well, why would she lie? And it's like, her mom was like, well, you taught her that. Yeah. It was just little things that they would say that it's like, why is no one thinking picking, of them? Picking up on it, yeah. Yeah. The smell of her sweet sweat. He I said c- that? Yes. Ew. He, at her funeral, he said that he misses the smell of her sweet sweat. That is disgusting. That is literally disgusting. What grandparent would say that? Nobody. Mm-mm. Parent. No. No. I mean, maybe the smell of her fucking toes. That's right? I literally was just I was like, I probably would say I miss the smell of like their little feet. Yeah. Or sometimes I'll be like, um, like, Bobby, I'll be like his stinky breath or whatever. But the like cheese between their neck. <laughs> yeah. Or that. You know? But like never. Sweet their armpit. Sweat. Their armpit. You know, like all small. Sweat. Yeah, no, no. How often is your kid sweating? No. When you describe your kid's scent, it's never sweet. It's always like disgusting. Cheese. The cheese. Nasty. Yeah. Nasty. Yeah. The cheese between their neck. <laughs> yeah. There's just a lot, but um we definitely don't think she did it. We just think that she's an idiot. A big idiot. Yeah. Yeah. And she should be charged for being an idiot mother. That's what she should be charged for. Definitely charged for neglect. Like, there were so many things she could have been charged for. But she was charged for neglect. And was she? I'm, I'm sorry, not charged. She was she, she, one of the charges were, was that, I, I believe. No, I think it was just four counts of um, misdemeanor. No, no, not charged. She was like, it was part of, part of like, the murder. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But she yeah. wasn't found guilty of no, it. No, she wasn't found guilty. That's what so I'm saying. So she should have been charged yeah, yeah. of, like, the neglect and all of those things. Yeah. Not the murder. No, not the murder. Definitely her dad needs to take... And then this is another thing, right? I don't agree with the fact that her dad was... Because they're they're saying it was an accident. I mean, even her parents said it was an, an accidental drowning. So why was your dad a star witness to the grand jury to get you on the death penalty? Yeah. For an accident. I don't get it. Confusing. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. Why did he want to put you away so bad? Because of that. She was starting. She was going to come out. And I feel like if the little girl was found or if if Casey had said anything fast enough, then the body would have been discovered faster. They would have been able to do DNA trace and like a rape kit. And I'm pretty sure there would have been fucking grandpa semen yeah. in the three-year-old. They were just in the media too much. Way too much. Her The grandparents. Yeah. In the media too much. Talking too much. People fucking telling themselves. I keep saying this shit. You know what I'm kidding yeah. at? People tell on themselves. And George Anthony told on himself. He sure did. Guilty motherfucker. Guilty motherfucker. Nasty. Yeah. Sick. Just fucking gross. Yeah. Gross. We don't condone man. that shit at all. 
No. So I'm, I'm pretty sure a lot of people thought differently based off those polls. Um, they let need me to, read. They need to just look at them. One response. At we only got show. one response. I know you guys didn't want to tell us why or why not, but we only got one response. It said, oh, shit, where'd it go? Shout out to you for responding. Let's see. Let me let me look up these percentages, right? So um, one of them said, are you a parent? 70% said yes. 30% said no. Are you a parent trying to fix childhood trauma? 71% said yes. 29% said no. Is your trauma due to the way you were parented? 82% people said yes. That's crazy. Crazy. I mean, not crazy, but like. It's parents good. do better yeah. yeah do fucking better yeah 18 percent said no shout out to your parents yeah. <laughs> shout out to them They're perfect ass parents <laughs> have you watched the casey anthony documentary 41 percent said yes 19 said hell no and 41 percent i said i want to but don't want to give her the views i was that person yeah. i was and then i i caved in yeah and then, do you believe she's guilty? Um, nobody said no. So, 77% said absolutely. Stop. 23% said to an extent. To an extent. To an extent. Yes. For the disposal of the body. The to an extent part. For is- the after, you're responsible. For the before yes. Or the action of probably not, but the yes. after you are responsible for that child. I agree. And so there were a lot of things that she probably should have been found guilty on that she wasn't. Yeah. But she had a good defense team. Yeah. Like child neglect for not reporting your child missing for 30 days. And so we only had one response in the wire. Why not? Shout out to you. She said she shouldn't have just took her dad's word. Amen. Yeah. I don't care if it's my dad or a doctor. Let me see with my eyes. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. She should have been more proactive. Mm-hmm. She should have been charged for child neglect for 30 days of your child not being reported. Yeah. For sure. Well, I prayed on the way here for you guys. So I, I really do hope that like this episode for sure gave you guys um, something. You. Yeah, yeah. Like I hope you got something out of it. Yeah. Trauma's trauma is um, trauma. A lot of times it comes from your parents. Yeah. And if it does, and if you're a parent yourself, or even if you're not a parent, if you're not a parent and, you know, you're hoping to have kids or you're trying to have kids, definitely fix that part. Yeah. Fix that part. Because coming from a parent who didn't fix it before, I think my my kids did slightly have to pay for it as, you know, children and babies. Same. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I wish I would have fixed that before. Um, but if you are a parent, um, still, it's not too late to fix that part of you. Yeah. If you feel like you're acting just like them. Um, and it's okay to say that your parents sucked. (laughs) (laughs) That 18%. We know they sucked at some point in your fucking life. Quit lying. Quit fucking lying to yourself. It's okay. It's okay to want an apology you're not a fucking pussy for wanting somebody to say sorry. Yeah. I've, e- I've even heard not everything deserves an apology. Not everything needs an apology. Yes, it does. I mean, as a parent, yeah. Yeah. 
That's your fucking baby. Yeah. That's you. That's literally a part. That is your own flesh living outside of you. Yeah. You're not just apologizing to your baby. You're apologizing to you. Yeah. So I hope you guys be, got something be better. out of it. Be better. This one was deep. Be better. <laughs> be better. Be better parents. Love your babies. Fix yourself for them. What do you hope for for your kid? Really quick. For your kids. Um, just that they don't have to break that many generational curses. I hope that my kids feel comfortable with me. And I hope that um, I'm able to continue to apologize to my kids if I ever hurt them. Yeah. And validate their feelings forever. Yeah. All right. Period. <laughs> Good night, guys. See you guys next week.